Hi, welcome to Same Minds. I'm Matya. And I'm Ellie. And we're probably the same person. So this week I've been thinking, what is a universal human experience? Hmm. Which is quite a big question. Because I was thinking, it's kind of the basis of our entire podcast. It's that we grew up in very different places. I was abroad, you were in Canada. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, we came out very similar. <laughs> we, we have similar values. We have similar worldviews. I remember I'd come back like once every two years and we'd be like, yo, I read this great book. And you'd be like, I read that book too. And we'd go through like our list of books and we would have read all the same books. Yeah. <laughs> so I was just thinking, is there something that's completely universal that's the same that doesn't change? Because a lot of the things that I think of as like, everyone's experienced that, Mm -hmm. or, like, things I'll see that are relatable, a lot of them are very privileged. True. So when you're thinking, like, riding in cars, and you would have, like, your little guy that runs across and, like, can't step on sidewalks or only jumps on bushes. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, yes, (laughs) everyone had that. (laughs) Right? It's weird, but only people who rode in cars have that, so it's kind of a first world thing. Or, like, being in the grocery store and your parents like, I have to grab something. Mm. And you're, like, panicking because you're like, if they don't come back in time, it's going to be really bad. I don't have any money on me. Some people don't have grocery stores. Mm. So is there, I was thinking, is there an experience that is truly universal? Uh, well, about the, the sidewalk person following whatever can only jump from streetlight or whatever. <laughs> Everyone had different requirements. But anyway, I think that would work if you were on a bike, too which a lot of developing countries uh, use very frequently. But I think a lot of the reason that we turned out so similar, despite our different locations when we were brought up, is because our moms were brought up together. Yeah. And they were so similar, and so a lot of their beliefs and stuff... Uh, were passed down. I don't. I have no idea how we read the same books. <laughs> it it just happened. <laughs> um, what would be a universal human experience? This I was thinking about this too because I was thinking about how we form opinion. Because I don't understand how people disagree with me most of the time. <laughs> I'm like, what mm-hmm. do you mean? You think animal abuse is fine? That's clearly wrong. Like it's just things where I'm like. <laughs> no, there's a right answer here, and you're not picking it. Mm -hmm. But, because I forget that people just have different life experiences, so how they form their opinions and their priorities are completely different to mine. So, like, is there anything just everyone agrees on? Well, at the risk of sounding extremely cheesy, everyone likes somebody at some point in their life. So that's a shared human experience. Or something, I guess, if it's not somebody. But (laughs) other than that, I have no idea. Yeah, so I thought about this for way too long. Mm -hmm. And, like, was so confused. And, like, is there an answer? Maybe there's no answer. (laughs) And I read a lot of articles. And I disagreed with a lot of them. But the basic one I found where I was like, yeah, okay. Number one, birth. We've all been born. We all have the experience of birth. I thought you meant the experience of giving birth, and I was like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's not a shared experience with over half the population. But my issue with that one is, okay, so we were all born, but some people came out in C-section, some people were in a hospital. It's not like we can remember it, yeah. so it's not like something we can talk about with our peers and find common ground on. Like, you can't be like, you were born too? That's so cool! <laughs> what? I was born! You're kidding! (laughs) It's 
the next one death? <laughs> no, okay, actually, we're, we'll jump ahead to that then. I was looking at that, and I was like, I guess death, but I was reading, and this great article came up that's like 16 pages long, and it's truly academic, and to be honest, a little bit boring, that <laughs> talked about how death is not necessarily a universal human experience. What? Well, the way you experience death is so different, right? Because if you're religious, you're like, oh... Uh, they're going to heaven or whatever. Mm. And if you're not, then they're gone. And also, if you die in your sleep, that's very different than the experience of having cancer and, like, knowing that it's leading up to your death. True. Yeah, even, like, our our views on death, like you said, if you're religious or anything, changes, too. And it depends on when you first experience death in your family mm-hmm. and, like, how soon that, that reality came into your life. So, if you look at it through that lens, then death isn't a universal human experience or something we can relate to with somebody else. Yeah. Basically, I did a lot of research and decided there is absolutely no universal human experience. I have nothing in common with anyone ever. I've never been the same as anyone else. (laughs) Yeah. I guess being sick is a universal human experience, but there's many different illnesses, so you don't know. Yeah. I don't know, it's just like, there's a long list of stuff. Conflict, destruction, freedom, privacy, constraint, creativity, spontaneity, work, happiness, self-fulfillment, aging, mortality. But I feel like all these things can be experienced so differently. So like, even though we're all aging, I'm not feeling my aging the same as you are, per se. Like, yeah, we grew very differently. Yeah. And like, yeah, if you look through a very broad lens at these subjects, yes, we're we're born and we are all going to die. We're all going to be sick at some point. Woohoo, dying! I hope everyone's happy at some point. It's just depressing, but... But if you actually look at it, different things make us happy, we're sick different ways, die different ways. Like, they're so diverse if you go even a little farther into those subjects that they aren't really... A universal experience, only in their most broad sense. Mm-hmm. So now when you you know when they say be yourself, because you're literally not like anyone else. <laughs> you cannot be anyone else because of the experiences that led you to right now. And your worldview. And, like, you can find communities where you have similarities, mm. but if you ever find someone who is identical to you in <laughs> every way, oh my gosh, that would be so insane. Because, like, even they do TV shows, right? Mm -hmm. But then it's the, they clone the person. Oh, yeah. And then the clone's a totally different person. (laughs) I mean, if you had an identical twin and they shared the exact same worldviews and the exact same just ideas and ideals, then technically you would be similar. But you would still, even within that, you would still have different experiences. Yeah. There's no universal human experiences. Humans are all different and it's breaking (laughs) my brain a little. Okay, this is a complete change of topic. But I found this thing that was really, really cool and it's kind of breaking my brain a little bit. So there is a book called The... Voynich Manuscript? I don't know if you've heard of it. No? I have not, and it sounds German, maybe? It's written in an untranslatable language. That's not true. So, <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure <laughs> at least bits of it are true. So stick with me. And if it's not it's true... I don't think it's true. I'm calling BS. <laughs> um, but supposedly, if it is true, it's a 240-page book that was written in an unknown language that people can't seem to figure out. It's filled with illustrations and diagrams and 
they don't know what it's about. In supposedly, <laughs> just gonna say supposedly in front of everything I say today. Supposedly in January two years ago, it's 2020. Yes, two years ago, a group of Canadian woohoo woohoo computer scientists said that they may have figured it out. <laughs> they may have figured it out, but they they admitted that they needed help. They're basically like, I think we know how to do it, but we can't do it. There's no way. Uh, okay, I just looked it up, and one of, like, the third things that fall... Oh, it's, like, it's unknown in the way that all things are sort of... Well, yeah, it's a new language. Is that... How do you say apple? Palm. Okay, well, I guess we'll do that. So, like, not untranslatable, but hasn't been translated yet. Yeah. Uh, but there's a bunch of articles from about 2017 on that say it's been decoded. Huh. So for a while though, <laughs> it was not decoded. I mean, technically, for a while though, like, English was an unknown language, I guess, to anyone who wasn't English. Yeah, that's not <laughs> correct. But okay. Also, it looks like it may have just been early 15th century Italian. <laughs> 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 Which I don't know why Italian. It's not Italian. That's not the language they speak. I'm literally learning this in class, and I'm blanking on the name of their language. I'm pretty sure it's Italian. Is it? Am I? I really. I feel really stupid right now. I feel like it should be Spanish or something. But why did their language change so much? <laughs> why did they forget how to write it and read it? You know why? It was definitely just some guy who's like, I'm gonna create my own language. <laughs> it's not even Italian. How every kid did when they were a kid, they just like came up with their own little language or way to communicate. I mean, yeah, we did that. We did that. Uh, I did that <laughs> with my brother. <laughs> we did it in the most inconvenient way possible. Every word was just a different English word, yeah. which means you had to individually memorize each word, which stood for we what? We never even used it. We just came up with several words. No. You know why? Because there's no way oh, we'd man. remember that. You know what I'm going to call this cup? A table. <laughs> yeah. Everyone will be so confused. We'll definitely know what we're talking about. But have you heard, like, old English? Like, ye and thee and thy? No, no, no. That's modern English. If you ever hear old, old English, that is not English. <laughs> we, as an exercise in grade 8, our English teacher had played some for us. I'm going to insert some, like, here. What we gardena in yer dagum, thayud keninga thrum ye frunen, who the other lingas ellen fremadon. Oft chill shaving, shallen a threatum, monium magdum, mayer a settler off there. Eyes are a airless, sith an airest wert, fair shaft funden. He does frowry a bad works under Walknum, wertmendum thach, or that him eichwilch that a umsitendra, overfrondrade huren, shulder, gomman yelden. It sounds like gibberish, and then there'll be like a random word, so it'll be like, and you're like, okay, I think they just said something. They made noise with their mouth. It's technically communicating. Yeah, they, they're they trying to say something, I'm sure. I have a friend. Other than me? What? I know. <gasps> She's like... I want, when I get older, she wants to buy one of, like, the fancy cars, like a Mercedes or something. I don't, I, I know what fancy cars are. Don't come for me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't get it. The appeal of them? I don't get the appeal. And particularly, I don't get the appeal because our car doesn't have a gas plate. It has a dent in the hood. It's possibly 10 years old, but I feel like it's a lot older than that. Your car. 
<laughs> my car's um, rear view mirror is no longer attached to the windshield and is instead dingling from the ceiling. Um, we're using it to hang, like, masks on so that we always have a bunch in the car. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> You're, speaking of cars, you've gone through a lot of cars. You have the weirdest money-making scheme I've ever heard of. It's also very, very risky. <laughs> Get rich really, really slow. We had to, like, employ a bunch of deer to just run at us. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so in the past two years, since Valentine's Day 2018, I think, we've lost three cars? Two cars? Three cars. We've lost three cars in two years. Um, but it was never our fault. So we always profited because we always bought the cars secondhand. So we always profited off the cars. Oh, my gosh. Um, <laughs> the last one we had, um, who, whose name was Veronica, because we name our cars, um, only lasted us, we were trying to calculate, we think she lasted us just over a month. Not two months, just over a month. It wasn't very long. It was... Really funny, because Ellie would be like, like, the first time, I was kind of like, oh, like, is everyone okay? And the second time, I was like, again? And the third time, I was like, wait, what? You got hit by another deer? Well, actually, I walked in to, I think it was Parkwood. I walked in, and I was like, so we hit a deer on the way here. And you're like, oh. And I didn't realize you didn't believe me. Until a friend of ours st- started freaking out, and you're like, wait, you actually hit a deer again? And we're like, yes. <laughs> yes, we did. I had to climb out of my trunk. <laughs> <laughs> what are the chances of hitting a deer twice, though? That's my math essay. Oh my gosh, wait, I did it. Thank you, Ellie. We- I'm writing a math essay on the probability of hitting a deer twice. And only with our nice cars. Not with the car that has the dangling <laughs> rearview mirror. No, not the old one. <laughs> It got to the point where we'd, like, drive past a car crash, and my dad would just go, I hope that isn't Ellie's family. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. What were you talking about? Oh, the appeal of sports cars. Yeah. Um, I mean, speaking as someone who comes from a, a family of very old cars and wants to drive either a motorcycle <laughs> or... A VW bug, like a punch buggy. <laughs> um, I don't really get it either. Uh, my brother loves them. We should do an interview with him or something about the appeal of sports cars. <laughs> we could. This could turn into an interview podcast. We have <laughs> no one listening, so we can do whatever we want, Ellie. I mean, like, he's gone, actually. He's not here. My mom and my both my brothers are at the cottage right now. But Right. Yeah. But we can say, insert interview here. Yeah, we didn't do that. <laughs> Great. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. My plan for a car is I was going to get, like, a pretty cheap mm-hmm. one. Probably no more than, like, $5,000. I don't know what the cost of a car is. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've never bought one. $5,000 was how much we paid for... Do you remember Aretha? The first car we lost to a dairy? Yes. She's nice. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So, $5,000, but, like, in a weird color or whatever, mm-hmm. and then I'm going to paint it myself. Mm-hmm. Okay. What are you going to paint it? Like... I don't know. <laughs> Maybe just one solid color. I don't know. I'll do a design or something, I guess. The issue is... Paint doesn't really work on cars like that, so I'll probably end up paying another $2,000 to get a clear wrap on it. But you know what? I'll take it. 
I'll do it. Sounds good. I mean, I do want either a motorcycle or a, a green VW Bug. Very specific. I'll name him Bentley. I'm getting you that for your 16th birthday, don't worry. But I really just want a good stereo in a car. It can be falling apart. You've seen my cars. <laughs> like, they can be falling apart. <laughs> it is falling apart. <laughs> I just need to be able to listen to music. <laughs> That's fair. Okay, I recently came across this thing that you've probably seen, and it was titled, Really Bad Analogies Written by High School Students. <gasps> yes, I have their excellence. <laughs> Immediately caught my attention. Number one, her eyes were like two brown circles with big black dots in the center. <laughs> my teacher actually sent this to my whole classes, but not to do. Did she really? What do you mean? These are fantastic. <laughs> he was as tall as a six foot Three tree. I know how tall he is. As a tree that was exactly six foot three. This one is just poetic. Her face was a perfect oval, like a circle that had its two sides gently compressed by a thigh master. <laughs> Isn't there one about a duck on there? Or is my brain making things up? He was as lame as a duck. Not the metaphorical <laughs> lame duck, either. But a real duck that was actually lame. <laughs> That's right. Oh, man. Maybe from stepping on a landmine or something. This one is just good writing. Her vocabulary was as bad as, like, whatever. It's just good writing! <laughs> that one is clever, yeah. <laughs> what do you mean these are bad analogies? I'm insulted. Don't get it on me. Oh, sorry. <laughs> My, um, 10th grade English teacher. It wasn't last year. Uh, and I am in 10th. I'm in 10th grade. Yes. Uh, time is meaningless. Time is an illusion, Emily. <laughs> I'm also titling this episode, Time is an Illusion, Emily. Every episode <laughs> from here on out. Time is an illusion, Emily. How dare you? Okay. Um, so I have another fact that may or may not be true. Okay. But I did look it up, and Wikipedia has a page on it, so possibly true, but also people hate Wikipedia, so. Well, it's usually somewhat correct. I know. I, I've i never had that much of a problem with it, but. If there's sources on Wikipedia, you can just use the sources, too. Like, mm -hmm. it's fine. But anyway, there's um a microorganism called Tard degrades, tardig tardigrades, tardigrades, oh, yeah. that can yeah. go in outer space, and that's so cool. But they are really gross. They live in your eyebrows. They look like bears if they had, like, 80% more body fat, right? Yeah, they're called water bears. Yeah. You didn't know about these guys? Really? No, I didn't. I learned about these this week. It was you weird. You've been behind in the science department. <laughs> yeah, no, they can find... Scientists have found that they can survive radiation, boiling liquids, pressures more than six times of the deepest part of the ocean, and the vacuum of space. Yeah. Which is crazy, and I'm jealous. <laughs> but also, some scientists was like, man, let's put this guy in boiling water and see what happens to him. <laughs> I mean, they're weird, right? It's, it's just, they're a microorganism, and all microorganisms are kind of like, you don't really obey the law of physics. Yeah. God just put us here to mess with us, the physicists and all scientists everywhere. <laughs> Possible. Possible. I say that, but also my grasp on physics is really poor, so... <laughs> okay, you said grasp on physics, uh, but you said it really separate, so at first I heard grasp bun, and then it was like 
whatever you said physics like grass bun physics or something and I was like I'm so lost but I'm cut up now okay <laughs> the other day my dad cut a pear with a mandolin as one does exactly like first of all I didn't even know we had a mandolin so I was very surprised that he cut something with it the fact that you have a mandolin does not surprise me in the slightest <laughs> no okay we have everything if you need something we have it it's fine I've never been so angry while eating a pear. <laughs> it wasn't even a ripe pear, so it was hard and sour. And then it was these round slices that you just couldn't eat the middle of them. Yeah. Because it's the core. But there's no teeth. It's just really hard. It's like there's a casing. At the end, I, like, stacked all the little bits you couldn't eat, and I almost made it into, like, a core, almost as if, my dad hadn't created a monstrosity and sliced a pear with a mandolin. Why? Why would he do that? It was so bad. It was a terrible experience. Negative five out of ten would not do again. Do you still have those, like, really withered apples on your counter for no reason? I really hope we've eaten them at this point, but I'm not sure. How did they even start? Like, they've been there for so long. And every time I see them, I'm like, why did... Why Why have you not eaten them? They might be different withered apples, Ellie. We definitely eat all our apples within, like, a period of a month. But also, if we don't eat our apples, then they get gross and withered. <laughs> Sometimes we just have gross withered apples on our counter. My brain totally broke when you laid it on me that there are other apples in the world. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure you knew, okay? <laughs> there isn't just the one set of apples, Ellie. There are more. Believe it or not, it's not just those apples. Dem apples. Isn't that the thing? Isn't it like a slang thing that's really dumb? I don't know. How do you like dem apples? It's always in like bad TV shows. Oh. Uh... Okay, at least. See, I just default to my family's over there? Over there? Yep, that makes sense. The most inaccessible place on the world, in the world, is called Point Nemo. Nemo? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Finding Nemo. Which, it it okay. means no one, so I'm not really sure why Disney chose Finding No One as the title to their movie. It's it's in Latin. Nemo is Latin for no one. Or, it's an Oromo word meaning the man. Looking for the man. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. In Greek, it means from the valley, which makes kind of more sense. How does that make any more sense? Well, it's that he comes from, like, his little fish town and then gets, like, blown away by the riptide and goes on a big adventure. He's a little guy from the valley. It's a little small town, Ellie. This has been a very short summary of Finding Nemo. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, anyway, Point Nemo is the furthest point from land on Earth. It's officially known as the Oceanic Point of Inaccessibility. All right. It's so far from land that the closest humans to Point Nemo are usually astronauts. Okay, why why haven't we stuck people on Point Nemo yet? Is it uninhabitable? Uninhabitable. Is it uninhabitable? Good enough. I tried. I don't know. It doesn't tell me here. It, has a rich person bought it? Maybe. That's probably the reason there aren't people in most places. The international sp the, the reason it's usually astronaut closest is the International Space Station orbits the Earth from a distance of about 258 miles or 415 kilometers from my Canadians. 
including me. But the closest inhabited spot to Point Nemo is more than 1,670 miles or 1,225 kilometers away. It's just in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. Basically, yeah. It's near Antarctica. Huh, cool. Yeah. I mean, maybe that's why people aren't living on it. It's too cold. I kind of want to go there now. Just build a sauna on top of it. <laughs> it's nothing. <laughs> there's no humans. And it's just a sauna. Everyone will know it's claimed by Finland. That's such a finished thing to do. That was never a thought even in my brain. You know what I want to do? I want to go there and build a sauna. I don't even like saunas, though. It would just, there'd just be a hot box of a building on this uninhabitable island near Antarctica. You know what I want to do? Go somewhere and build something I despise. You could, alternately, Ellie, just use a flag. Yeah, but which one is really more f- in the style of f- Finland? A sauna or a flag? Make a good point. Yeah, we need a sauna covered in really long words. And then we've got we've got Finland. That should be their flag, honestly. <laughs> their flag is just an image of a sauna in really long words. I mean, that's a power move right there. Like, Finland has the longest palindrome ever. Of course they do. Uh, I just like to say, I have a friend who is really into flags and flag design, and in the rules of flag making, you are not allowed to put words on signs. <laughs> on flags, signs. So you can't actually have a flag of Finland that has a sauna and really long words. I mean, you could, but also why you would be breaking the rules of flag making, and that's not okay. The longest known palindrome in the world is, I'm gonna try this and offend every Finnish person ever, but it's- Go for it. That will definitely listen to this podcast, yes. Saipukivikaupias, which- The word, that was one word, okay. Which is 19 letters- and finish for a dealer in lie. I don't know why we have a word for that, but we do. And it's really, really long. It's clearly a very necessary word. Uh, I just looked up the longest word in English, because I feel like when I was younger, my friends used to tell me that it took a really long time to read. I would just like, like to say the videos that popped up are an hour and three hours long, so I don't know which one it is. But it looks like it's just the name of a disease. Yeah, pneumonolotremicroscopic silicovolcanopenosis. I think that's the short version, too. Oh, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I don't think that that is... A short word. 190,000 characters. Oh. I could be wrong. (laughs) Oh my goodness. There was a really um, funny video of... There's a Finnish football player. I can't remember his name or what team he's on, but he looks very Finnish and his name is very Finnish. I mean, I wouldn't know him anyways, so... And there was a video... Oh, it might have been a basketball player. Anyway, there was a video of him and a bunch of people on his team saying Finnish words because they're ridiculously long and hard to say. And so he was, like, breezing through them and all his bodies were looking at him like, what the heck is this? Is this your language? What are you talking about? <laughs> It was really funny. <laughs> All the finish I know is the one song we sing at camp. Oh yeah. Oh you know um you know Grace, don't you like that Gaussian Gaussian Sorry to any Finn who is really mad at my pronunciation. I can I can fumble my way through it. If I have to, I could sing it. And I know you sometimes, you have like a thing of outrage that I'm not going to say because I don't want to embarrass myself. <laughs> when you're like, outrage, you'll start and finish. 
And so I know that. I can do that, too. And that's the extent of my finish. A lot of the time, I'm gonna out myself here, too, is if I get mad at someone, I'll just yell, PURASTAPUPIA at them. Which, they think it means that I'm, like, actually really mad at them or yelling at them or whatever, but all I'm saying is red pop. Or, like, cream soda, basically. And, um... At some point, I actually said that I think there was a Finnish person there because I started laughing. <laughs> the other person was really, like, really offended. And I was like, you really, you really don't need to be. It's fine. It's not something to be offended about. Mm-hmm. It's just red soda. But it makes them think I'm yelling at them. So there's that added benefit. I remember at camp for a while, we had a friend that would speak Russian, maybe Ukrainian. I don't know. But the guys would always ask her to teach them bad words. But she would just give them, like, random things. So they'd be going around saying they knew the F word in Russian and they'd be saying tree over and over again. Thank you so much for listening. And if you have had the exact same human experience as someone else, please email us. We want to hear from you and your clone. Yes, we really do. Thank you. Remember that we're probably the same person. And uh, we'll see you next week. Bye!